Micro, 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 we talk about stuff that's on our weird little minds. <laughs> so, I think we keep going back to 80s movies. Because it frustrates me, right? So, I'm starting to look for movies for our next episodes that I want to suggest, right? And then you look for ones and you make suggestions, and I feel like we keep coming through the, the 80s. It's always, you know, oh, that was 83, oh, that was 86, or whatever. You know, it's like, anyway, we keep coming back to the 80s. And I'm like, that's that, it's starting to frustrate me. So, I'm like, why can't I find anything in the 90s that's not, that's beyond like 91, 92? I can find a couple things like that early 90s to talk about, right? Right. You know, heck, we had, uh, one of the whatever future cops <laughs> was super school overlord right 93 or whatever right uh-huh. so we've had a couple things that touched on those so what what it dawned on me when i started looking back at movies though and the movies that i like so you can easily argue before i get into this you can easily argue that it's our age and it's a era that we grew up with and watching and it holds an appeal so you can easily argue something like that however sure i started thinking about it and like my niece likes movies from the 80s too and stuff and she's a lot younger than us so she's like 18 so um i think that there's a thing with the 80s depending on what type of movies you like too though the 80s was coming out of the 70s i'm a genius and the 70s had just started getting cheaper film uh technology started to become available to people so into the early 80s when people were starting to make these things people like uh bruce campbell and sam raimi and their friends could go make things like uh the uh, Evil Dead. Well, yeah, but it wasn't. It was uh, within the woods, as their original oh, film yeah. to sell for Evil Dead. That was easy for them to not. I'm not making it sound like everything's easy, but it started to become cheap and approachable for regular people to make pilots to sell to get movies made. So stuff like some of the some of the bigger name B movies that we've talked about have had a little bit of budget behind them. It's not a, I'm not talking Hollywood budgets or millions or anything like that, but they've had a little bit of budget behind them and they're weird movies like Terror Vision that we just talked about and stuff. It's that it had budget behind it, but why was that made? You know, oh, it could only really be made into the 80s. Nobody's going to make that in the 70s. Too expensive to make something right. like that. Technology got cheaper in the 80s, I think. I feel like with VHS and things like that, it was easier for people with a small vision or just minor connections to make and sell something because then even for the studios, I feel like the technology got cheaper at that point. And then into the 90s, obviously, and now we're all digital and it's super easy. I mean, you can freaking make pilots on your phone now if you want it. Yeah, know? that's true. People so, have done it. Yeah, I mean, SLR cameras, you know, digital SLRs and stuff, you can easily make all that. So I feel like, I don't know, do, do you think, what do you think? Do you think that's off base? Do you think that's right? I did not do any research for that to see. No, that's just off the top of your head, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And I think it holds some appeal. I just think there's, when you look back at the 80s. You get pet projects. You get pet projects. You get, like, these passion projects that are just, like, Somebody wanted to make this thing, this thing that was their idea and their dream, and they collaborated with other like-minded people or people that maybe didn't care but was were willing to do a good job for you know a, a certain amount of money. Yeah. 
to make something unique and different. And I think if you look back in the day, smaller studios, that's why there was a lot of studios popping up in the 80s and 90s is because you you put take a little bit of an investment and then you can have a hit on your hand and all of a sudden you're you're playing with the big boys. Yeah. You're playing with the large the big studios that are making these huge films. Like Sam so you so you <laughs> yeah. okay, so like yeah. let's say if you have like you know 10 million dollars to play with. That's a lot of money, but yeah. you, you put 2 million here, you put 2 million there, you put 3 million here. And one of them potentially could earn back double or triple its money. Yeah, a lot for that. Yeah, and that's a good business deal. And you take they people would take chances on somebody's idea for a movie because you you know somebody solid idea and passion behind it and passion behind it. And you know you get some good producers to shape it and mold it and and market it. You could do pretty good work. That's why. When you look back at the 80s, there's a lot of crazy movies. And, and, and I know a lot of people will say, well, it's because of, you know, cocaine fueled that era and that <laughs> all the movie executives, all the big ones and the small ones were all on drugs. Yeah. And they were just desperate for anything uh, to get out there to the public because not only, and there's a documentary about this, I'm, this is not my original idea, there was a, a market that was opening up besides well it's not it's cheaper for filmmakers to go out and, and make a film and for studios to to buy it and to and to distribute it but the home market like i guarantee you that terrorvision only was in theaters maybe in california yeah in la yeah. specifically i mean you get a lot or maybe new york but it, it does it was probably never in a theater in right. let's say Ohio and think of how much or the Midwest straight to video stuff started in the 80s I feel like oh yeah I, I, somebody so, could tell me I'm totally wrong or whatever but I feel like mid to late 80s it's, started a lot of that and because of exactly what you're saying it didn't get theater play or anything right you gotta put it, it on a blockbuster show to be technical it's the late mid to late 70s is was when it started but it didn't hit its stride like the golden age yeah. until the 80s. Well, and that's what I was trying to kind of mention, too, because the stuff did... I, I, I agree with you that it started... It had to have started in the late 70s because it, stuff doesn't just get made the same year. Right. In most cases, yes, it happens. But stuff, you know, somebody had to be in 77, 78, having these ideas, 76, having ideas, trying to figure out ways to oh, get yeah. done, getting some capital together, and then finally it got made in 82, 83 or something and finally you saw it show up on a, on a you know a dvd a, VHS. a movie shelf yeah somewhere on vhs yeah. or beta or beta whatever, or whatever. Yeah. yeah and so that's when i feel like you started to see all this coming out of the 70s because of stuff that happened in the late 70s yeah and then in the 80s no you're i'm agreeing the, with you i'm yeah, just saying yeah, yeah. from a technical aspect right, right technically the home video market started up in the in the mid to late 70s oh, but really did not take off and that and the reason why it didn't is because the larger uh movie studios thought it was a fad and they also didn't like the that people could watch their films outside of a the theater yeah and over were, and over again. they were threatened by that yeah. when really it was the best thing for them there's oh, they were stupid and short-sighted on that and greedy and what what ended up happening, which was great, is that a lot of studios missed out because a lot of these companies um, that were um, releasing videos said, hey, to Paramount, to Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, um, all these large studios, 
can I get this one movie yeah. and distribute it? Just this one. Right. You know, because they're small companies, they can only afford just one movie. And they'd get that one movie. And you have to remember, this is a budding new business. There was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. There was hardly anything on the shelves. So when this these small companies got these rights to put out these videos on the shelves and they're selling like hotcakes, they're renting them like hotcakes, and they're making these small companies who don't even actually own the film. Yeah. They only license to write to put them rights to put them on beta or VHS. Those big companies are like, oh, this is the next big thing. <laughs> we totally screwed up. Yeah. But they've got the small companies have the rights to them. So then all of a sudden it's like, well we don't have enough stuff and we, we don't have enough movies to put on the shelves because the bigger companies they have bigger wheels. In other words, it takes them longer to put those movies on the shelves. So what do you need? You need product. So all of a sudden, there's all these little tiny companies that are like, what's that movie about? Sounds terrible. Let's make it. And they, <laughs> they put it because they want to put we movies. Just, we need stuff. We need yeah. stuff. We need product to yeah. put on the shelf. Yes. So that's why you get a lot of crazy movie. And what comes out of that is that, okay, that's from a business cynical standpoint. Yeah, what do you got, kid? Oh, what? what? An alien comes down and he's I'll a cop. It. And <laughs> Hey, sold. Yeah. Um, get it to me in a week or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a cynical approach, but from from let's say you and I are filmmakers, yeah. our dreams just came true. Oh yeah, you we just, get to make you our just project. Hit the jackpot. Yeah, we just hit the jackpot. We get to make our film. We get to make our dream come true. And we need to get out there. And there's money behind. And it, we so. get to do it. Yeah. And so it might not be good because you and I are just film students, right. or you you and you and I are just two schmoes. Yeah. We're just two like guys who, who just don't really know what they're doing, but they just love film and yeah. they love movies. But we don't really know. What Actually, if we we did that right now, we wouldn't know what we're doing. I don't know. I don't know how to shoot a film. No. I don't know absolutely. how to edit a film. But you might. But it gives a chance for somebody like you that could be a genius writer that would otherwise have no chance in Hollywood. And your story maybe. Yeah, and some the story of these, may be good. Some of these movies have wonderful ideas. Ideas, yeah. They're just poorly scripted, poorly acted, poorly shot, whatever the case may be. Poorly edited. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or they just weren't given a chance. Maybe. Or they don't have enough budget. Yeah. Like the the ideas are there and maybe they're doing the best they can with with no absolutely no budget behind it. But then so that's why when you go because you take these chances. Yeah. See, they were just making the risk just to put product. Like business people were just taking the the risk to put product on the shelves. Yeah. And to sell something to unsuspecting unsuspe uh, uh, consumers. Yep. But from a artist standpoint, there's a lot of people out there that just weren't given shots and chances because they they didn't like the Hollywood system or they didn't know somebody to get this script made yeah, so they could go to Warner yeah. Brothers mm -hmm. so they go to some other small studio and they get this made so that's why we get all these unique movies that we just keep stumbling around. like have you seen this have you seen that we also get a lot of terrible movies oh there's some, yeah there's so I mean bad. absolutely terrible movies that are so bad they're good yeah so bad they're bad uh, so we get a lot of cult movies are from this time period you know between the late 70s early 80s on to some like even into the early 90s because people were taking chances on film, taking chances on ideas, on a person. Like, you know what? I saw, you know, because there's a lot of people that are like, I saw your short film. Here's a little bit of money. Go make this thing. Yeah. And come back with more money than what you put into it. Sure. You know what I mean? So, but they're just the artists. They're going to go out there and just going to make that. And they're not, they're not concerned with the business aspect of it. Yeah. But, but they've got as a person, behind it. Yeah, but a yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as a person who loves film, I would rather see a good idea poorly executed 
than something that's been rehashed a bunch of different times. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way yeah, at all. Yeah, well, there's, and I can't even, I don't even have a good example, but there's definitely movies that have huge budgets that you see and you're like, that was the full premise, that was the idea. Right. You guys just blew, like, how many millions of dollars on this, this stupid idea? Exactly. And I just, even if the idea is okay, I, I really don't, and I'm, I'm going to pick on a movie here, I really don't want to see another Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Even if the movie's okay. I yeah. haven't seen the latest one. Yeah. I enjoyed the first couple of movies. Yeah. And if you didn't, it's totally valid. It's totally fine. I'm just using that as an example. I'm going to pick on that a little bit. Because I do... I did enjoy... I actually think the first movie is a good movie. I enjoy the second one. The third one's not so good. And, and, and the returns are not as good on it. But stop making them. We get it. You took something that was a ride at Disney and you made it into a decent film. I think yeah. everybody would say it's a decent film. Maybe if it's even if it's not for you, sure. I would. I don't think anybody would say it's a bad movie. Yeah. I think it's it's a movie based on a ride. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they make they made it work into a workable, watchable film. Even if you if you're like it's just not for me. Sure. I would. I think somebody who was objective would be like it's still well made. Yes. Yeah, I get you. That kind of thing is what we need more of. New ideas. And that's why everybody's kind of exhausted and tired because it's just the same old stuff. Yeah. And it's remakes and it's reboots and it's, oh, this is from... And it's not like you can't make things from comic books or novels or whatever. But I just feel like then it was whatever crazy idea or whatever well-thought idea that some some independent or small studio picked up just to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It's like a combination of a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I just think a, a lot of people, especially back then, they didn't want to see the same old stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's why. I, so I, I tried to relax myself a little bit after realizing. I, after I had this little conversation in my head. Yeah. Uh, I tried to relax a little bit for like I was trying to think about movie picks that I would want to do for the show. Right. And it was just like, well, you know what? Who cares about when it was made? I mean, it would be kind of cool to find a few more modern things, like, in the 2000s. But, like, on the other hand, I shouldn't force it, because then I'm just forcing it. So, yeah. if I feel like this thing that was from 86 again is a gem or something... <laughs> that's our year, man. That's, I mean, that's... There's something about that year. ...where I should stick. I mean, if, if I'm, I'm trying to... We're trying to find underappreciated or whatever movies. It has nothing to do with the era. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just purely... And I think we're going gonna... back to that era, just because... Well, I think we're going to get to that... But I think it's a combination. I think yeah. it's, it's yes, we are comfortable with that era because it's like, oh, I remember things from this time period, or this is like this other movie that I've seen that's sure. from that time period. I think it's partly that, but I think it's also, I mean, if you look back on the 50s and 60s, a lot of those movies are kind of samey. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I've seen, it's like this, but it's a little bit different. You know, it's, it's a crime drama, or it's a Western, or it's a... Uh, uh, a uh, you know a World War Two flick, or it's a it's a comedy, and you know, or whatever. Like they're all kind of the same. Yeah. And then you get into the seventies, and that's we we might get into that period because there's a lot to talk about well, in some. that period yeah. for sure. Yeah. But the it's 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 not as rich and it's not as wide and it's not as varied as stuff made in the eighties. There's some really weird and interesting films made in the eighties. Yeah, because I feel like the the stuff before that, like you said, you can definitely run across gems from any era. So I'm not disparaging any no, era. And, and I'm sure there is some bias for my age and whatever where I grew up. That kind of thing. <laughs> or the time frame that I grew up. You know? Right. So 
But on the other hand, I will say the stuff that I've seen from the 70s that I thought was cool and before, it's a lot of it still feels rigid in some aspect. Like that, I don't feel like they went all out or went real crazy. Right. I've definitely seen a few crazy things. I can't even think of a good example right now. But the, but there, I mean, there there are some they do exist. But I feel like there's so many starting the, in the 80s. Okay, so I agree. <laughs> the best stuff from yeah. the 70s, and we're probably gonna get letters about that. But the best stuff from the 70s, I feel is the crime dramas uh there's a lot of like the french connection dirty harry okay. yeah yeah um uh that charles brunson movie i couldn't think of where he goes and gets revenge yeah like that is i'm gonna kick myself later for not remembering that but uh and also sci-fi 70s movies have like some of the best sci-fi i've ever seen honestly this is gonna sound strange coming for me because i absolutely love star wars and i love the original film but Star Wars kind of killed science fiction because before Star Wars came along, science fiction was weird and awesome. Yeah. There are a ton. Just Google 70s science fiction, and it's some of the weirdest stuff you've ever seen. Great premises, really like high-name actors. Um, just it runs the gamut from just everything. It's not just aliens and spaceships. It's high-concept weird stuff i love when movies get weird yeah when they challenge you when they subvert your expectations without making a thing about it like sure. hey you didn't expect this did you Whoa. Whoa. i'm just experiencing <laughs> yeah. uh, subverting your expectations in a good way yeah that makes sense for the plot and the story and it's not a gimmick yeah you know what i mean there's a lot of good stuff but when it comes to the 80s there's a lot of good of every you know everything. Yeah, you can find something in any genre. Any that's genre a out there. <laughs> that's a little out there. It's like no idea was a bad idea, which was both horrible and great. Because yeah. honestly, I'm the kind of person I like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I like Rift Tracks. I like the show. I know a lot of people don't like Red Letter Media, but I like. It's called Best of the Worst. It's where I find a lot of my bad movies that I love to watch. I like just discovering stuff on my own, just through Amazon or Netflix or whatever other streaming service. There's even a local channel. Uh, we live in Ohio here. There's a local channel. It's the sub-channel, because you know everything's digital, for um, our NBC station that plays bad movies. Yeah, I didn't know it's, that. Oh, it's wonderful. I can't remember the name of the actual station, but um, you know the actual channel of what it's called because it has some weird name like not boomerang but just something like that like a weird yeah. throwback name but uh I, I like finding i like watching bad movies because it's like it was like no idea was bad yeah you want to make a movie about killer hamsters yeah. make a movie about killer and the, hamsters and the technology was there now to make that killer hamster come to life exactly you know? so you had animatronics you had the you know the they were starting to get into the better you know cheaper film right. stuff at the time so it was just anyway it became more approachable so it's, yeah, it's, it sounds like okay i'm not i'm not off base no i don't you, think so. you're and the, the fact that you yeah. came up with that off the top of your head is fine i a lot of stuff that i talked about was i've seen in documentaries or just have done research on my own yeah. just because i like film and i like the history of film and i like to know 
like the behind the scenes stuff like when I was younger I didn't really like the behind the scenes stuff that much because it kind of ruined the magic for me but when I understood film better and how hard it is to make a film you know and, and again we do kind of bash films from time to time I, I would say we love them more yeah and we, we we say hey you know what that's a little good idea this movie's not so good but this part was really well done I think we try to focus on the positive thing more than we do on the negative and I and I kind of like that but we do make fun of these movies when they do something stupid yeah, or we yeah. feel as stupid or doesn't make sense and we're not gonna let them off the hook but it is incredibly the fact that they're good movies exist is incredible because it's a collaborative format and it is incredibly hard once you see the process of writing the film casting the film shooting the film directing the actors getting everybody to work in harmony the lighting every single aspect of filmmaking is just incredible that we get such good films. That's why people are like, that movie's great, blah, 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 because it is such a big deal because the fact that we have anything good yeah. out of the mess that is filmmaking <laughs> is, is a minor miracle, I yeah. feel. Yeah. And I think anybody that goes out there and puts themselves out there to make something, even like you said before, like we've talked about, not on air, but off air, we've talked about Tommy Wiseau in The Room. Yeah. How fearless he is and how great that movie, The Room, is. Not because it's a good film, but because, and I'm speaking for myself here, I don't want to speak for you. Every time I watch it, it's captivating. Yeah. It, it's like, it's I've seen it before, <laughs> I know what's, yeah, I know what's going to happen, but it's so baffling and so terrible that I'm, it's like I'm watching it for the first time and I'm like, what? You, you can't recreate that. You cannot recreate that and you can't do that. And there's a, there's a ton of movies like that. You know, there's like Troll 2 is, an, is another movie that's like that. There's, there's a lot of great um, bad movies out there that I, I'm, I love that somebody took a chance. I love that somebody went out there and somebody said yes rather than saying no. Yeah. And I think, um, again... <laughs> Man, I'm really bashing Star Wars, but Star Wars with all these tentpole movies, you know, and Marvel, when Marvel movies came out, uh, you know, it's like, okay, so this one has to link to that movie, and that movie has to link to this movie, and right. we have to connect this, and we have to connect that, and it's a bigger world. That's great. That's fascinating that they've done that, and it's been successful, and the movies, for the most part, are are good. They're yeah. solid films. Even if you're not into them, I think everybody would say they're decent. Sure. But I would like to see original I. Ideas. And I would like to see people take chances. I would, like I said, I'd rather see somebody. Uh, I'll wrap this up because we need to get going. But I'd rather see a great idea done horribly and poorly executed than a mediocre idea that I've seen before yeah. done again and over and over yeah. and over. Maybe that's what we can expect in 2018. <laughs> and by the way, the movie you forgot was Death Wish. Uh, I Death just, Wish. I, just didn't, I didn't want to screw up your Thank you. Then, so. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm going to kick myself later <laughs> for not thinking of Death Wish. I don't know how I couldn't think of that. But when you're in the moment, it, it escapes you. Yeah, no, that's fine. I've Thanks for bringing that subject up, oh, Peter. Sure. That was great. Yeah, no that problem. That turned out really good. Yeah, no, so. I'm, glad, I'm glad you liked that one. So. Pizza time! <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye.